0: Welcome to the Run Strong Podcast, episode 57. Rob Jones, your name says Heidi, but I can confirm you are Rob.
1: I am, yeah. Uh, Zoom doesn't like me. They've decided to block my account. That's another story. That's another story. Okay. How's it going, mate? Very good, yes. Actually, I got told off today because apparently when you screenshot the photo for our uh, podcast post that we released to show that the podcast is out. You got me and Rob Foster looking or talking or doing something random and you're all smiles and perfectly happy. So your photo looks great. Ours looks awful. So I've been told by media, we have to do a nice podcast photo.
0: It is no accident that it happens that way.
1: (laughs) That's what I said.
0: (laughs) They know the deal with me. They know.
1: Other than that, Oh, good! Just back from the weekend at the. Uh, we were at time lapse at the weekend, weren't we?
0: We were, we were first camping, first camping trip out. Apart from your escapades on the weekend before of camping on the beach, but as a group, our first camping this season, I think.
1: And I think it was a huge success.
0: Agreed. Yeah, I mean, you, Marcus, and I all slept out, and by ten o'clock we were fast asleep. <laughs> 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 While our clients on through the night
1: so the idea was that the idea is that the client started at 6pm and they either did 12 hour stint through the night of a 15 kilometer loop either running cycling a team whatever it might be and then if they wanted to do 24 hours it was from 6pm till 6pm but of course we showed up we went for a little run and by yeah by 10 o'clock we fell asleep <laughs> until maybe 5 4 4 30 5 o'clock in the morning straight through so we were we were no use at
0: all (laughs) one of my clients said they had a conversation with me but I have no memory of it
1: well people kept saying that we kept waking up and shouting encouragement I have no recollection
0: (laughs) it's just bred into us now we do it in our sleep (laughs) keep going (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we we literally just chucked some mats down on the floor didn't we and and slept
1: under the stars it was so good and it's, it's, now, it's perfect weather, but the, yeah, the guys that, the guys that did that or the guys that finished it, we should say huge, huge kudos to them. with some huge numbers going up. Huge effort. Um, I think I looked, I counted up just my guys that were running or cycling. Um, there was only one group that was cycling, but the, I think running kilometers was over 750. And total kilometers was over 950. Um. Insane numbers put up by right? just my guys, and then your guys were riding. You had Ollie that was riding for 24 hours.
0: He he pulled the team, but to be honest, because my other guys who were meant to be riding did an absolute classic and rode, they are meant to ride 200k, they rode 100, decided
1: to stop, made a fire, and had a barbecue. <laughs> Left at 3am. Didn't they start at 24 hours, then that dropped to 200, and then that yeah. dropped to 100, and then 100 at a barbecue?
0: exactly 100 of, I, was, I was a little bit proud to be honest because i was like yeah that's the way to do it <laughs> but um yeah ollie ollie higgins rode 529ks do you know what he hours. was
1: an absolute machine he would literally stop two minutes fill his bottles and then go again
0: he sticks to the plan mate and he actually came on to me as a marathon client two years ago mm. and uh injured his foot and then wanted to try and do triathlon 70.3 he did his first one uh, this year the start of the year in oman and then he was going to do coast to coast which is coming this weekend and a few weeks ago he just went actually i just want to find out if i can do what i can do in 24 hours so that was about wow. six weeks ago and we've just been working up towards it and um he's just put everything into practice you know he did his training went so smooth he he followed everything. He asked questions to understand why he's doing things so he could make adjustments on the fly for the for the good reasons of what he was doing. And mm-hmm. it just yeah, it just all showed that night of how well prepared he felt for it and how his training had gone. And I, I did an Instagram post about him. And he's got three kids, like one of them is a newborn. Mm-hmm. He's got a wife who's brilliant. Um, but he wakes up at like four every morning, he goes and gets his training done, and then he's got his afternoon and evenings where he spends it with the family but he also works full time and he's doing a master's in like i can't remember what it is but like some sort of business master's which takes a lot
1: of reading and stuff around it so i mean talk about maximizing your time so for those people that say they do not have time really they need to sort of have another look at potentially where they're maximizing their day or not maximizing their day where they're wasting their time we should say and who else have i got Huge numbers there from uh, Donal Rogers, who'd never, never really done an ultra before. I say mm. that, he'd done Into the Darkness, so he'd run 50K, but he just said, you know what, I wanna see how far I can run in the uh, Backyard Ultra format, which is about, I think, 6.6 kilometers on the hour, every hour. Mm. Um, so obviously starting, starting at nighttime is, is quite nice, because it's nice and cool. So he was hitting the hard laps in the heat of the day, um, managed to push through those got to 18 hours and then decided he, he had had enough of that um, he wanted to stop but we said look if you do another 5k you've done a triple marathon so <laughs> begrudgingly he went out and got that done instead
0: yeah I saw he him
1: finished, yeah. Uh, he did yeah 127k who else Matt Hechtenstall who we had on the show previously um, who did 21 half marathons no he didn't he did 31 half marathons in a month of uh september, september? yeah yep. he it. got his first marathon 42.2 mm. who has sean, sean burgess who is going to come on the show soon yes he has a very big goal he was testing out um a race plan for his upcoming challenge which if you don't know i'm sure you can find out he's going to run across the seven emirates he got 127 kilometers in as well. Actually, 127.9. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he got that done as well. Um, he learned some good lessons. So that's, that's fantastic training for him. He actually wants to go back and try 150.
0: What was, I thought, amazing about him was he went further in his second 12 hours than his first.
1: Yeah, so he, we had, there was like a strategy in place. He was using it purely to test out different nutrition different kit, different run-walk strategies. And so the first 12 hours, he said, I completely cocked up how far I should run versus how far I should walk. And I cocked up my nutrition. So I figured out what doesn't work. And then I figured out in the second 12 hours what does work. And I was just able to keep going and keep going and keep going.
0: Brilliant. Just Snickers and caffeine, right?
1: (laughs) So he's delighted. He's absolutely delighted.
0: And uh, Paul and Anastasia, the team, that was really cool.
1: They were doing uh, one lap running, and then it alternated between two and three laps of cycling. They got a combined distance of 92 kilometers run and 234 kilometers bike. They went for a full 24 hours as well.
0: That was very cool to watch. Same as uh, Luke and Tina from the OCR guys.
1: Yeah. I, don't know, I mean, I don't
0: know what they were doing, but they were never sat still. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what distance they went, but we've had Luke on as well before. He was running and cycling with a 12-kilo mountain rucksack on his back. <laughs> yeah, rucking and something. I was like, I don't know about that. Oh, but my Incredible.
0: Goodness. And the energy those guys bring is also incredible. They
1: just never, they never stop smiling.
0: And, and we hit the record for most sleep in 12 hours outdoors, I think.
1: <laughs> I think yeah, I had a great sleep. And you kick me in the night. I <laughs> don't sleep at my feet.
0: <laughs> Mate, I feel protected there.
1: You were right at the moment. What can I do? I can't I? I was, we were sleeping in a slight camber as well. So it was natural I was going to slide into your face.
0: Yeah. I, I think I woke up about three. I was just in my like, uh, sleeping bag liner. And then I was like, someone's kicking me. And then I was like, oh, I am sleeping in the middle of a desert. It could actually be something. And then I realized it was you. It was <laughs> and, me. That I got into my sleeping bag for extra protection.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I woke in the night and I just thought, there's loads of snakes out here. We're just, we're just sleeping out like rough on the floor. I guarantee, like, we were the furthest away part from civilization that you could probably get.
0: Yeah. I was
1: like, if there's going to be snakes, and they're going to want the barbecue, the fire, the heat. They're going to come over us. That's all I could think about, the snakes.
0: Really? I didn't think about that. I was just worrying about you kicking me. <laughs>
1: yeah that was into the darkness it was no it wasn't it, wasn't, it, was, that's completely wrong. <laughs> it was darkness there though that we're, was we're both still having the after effects of it I, fatigued. I know I had to take two days off I was too excited after the day oh
0: I yeah I didn't to be honest and I definitely felt the effects I accidentally took five times the recommended daily amount of B vitamins this morning but I actually felt the best I've ever felt in, in about five days It's absolutely rocking and rolling for the first time today. <laughs> Come crashing down now!
1: Oh my goodness!
0: Well, that's oh. good. It's good to know you
1: can't die off B vitamin overdose. Yeah, well, maybe. What's the limit? Maybe six times. Try again tomorrow. So now I'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> like you're fine, but your liver is not in good shape. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my piss is like glowing in the dark. <laughs> good. So today we've got some questions to answer. We do and yeah that's it we kind of well we've got a few more guests lined up for the year but we're trying to just get as many questions done as we can because ultimately this podcast is here to help people
1: yeah and people have asked questions so we thought well we must address them
0: yes the first one is brilliant i think we can both answer that in (laughs) probably more or less the same way
1: (laughs) yeah so actually i've I've wrote down the question The, the question is um Short, the short question is, should I take caffeine before a run? And the deeper version of this question was, I've heard of people, to take, lots of people I know take caffeine. I want to know, should I take it as well? I don't really like coffee, was the question that got posed to me. Um, so my initial answer was, well, if you don't like coffee, don't drink coffee purely for the benefit of the caffeine. Yeah. Agreed. And- but we all know that caffeine, on its own, is a performance-enhancing drug.
0: Well, I have a bit of a, a te- uh, tale, yeah, story tale to tell here, Go of on. the of the power of caffeine.
1: Oh yes, and I've I watched, think I've looked, you've got that, you, and I went and looked at some research as well, so I can give some stats. You've uh, you you witnessed this on
0: on Friday. So we, we set off to ride at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yep. And for many reasons, we were out for a long time. And I was planning to do a little bit more than I had done. So I went off and rode a bit extra. But at about three in the afternoon, I was wavering a little bit. And I stopped off at the famous Zads at three in the afternoon and thought, I quite fancy going quite hard to see what I can do after some time on the bike and, and check out sort of uh, back-end power if you like but uh, I need something to give me a bit of a kick so I went into Zad's and got a double espresso caffeine gel
1: mm-hmm.
0: matched up with a load of calories which I won't tell you what that was but it was an easy way to get in a lot of calories and we talk about the ultra life a lot <laughs> <laughs> and this particular Snickers chocolate bar and then I absolutely hammered myself for 45 minutes to get back to camp straight into a headwind. Mm. That would not happen without some stimulant, which legally is caffeine. Um, there are other stimulants available. However, most are not illegal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Actually, and on that, I was looking, so do you, no, how much of this do you think is placebo and how much do you think is physiological? For you, personally? A, a lot, physiological. A lot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. So, well, I, I looked into it because I remember you saying something the other day about um, youth, I think it was you that said me about youth sport or youth cycling had banned it again. So I, was, I couldn't find that, but anyway, caffeine, I've got some stats for you, You'll like this. Caffeine is the second most traded commodity in the world. What's the first? Can you have a guess?
0: Fuck. This is like, what can you only buy in Britain?
1: Yeah, nobody, nobody told us. It's also black, in theory. Or the crude oil. Oil, oil. oil correct. Yeah. Oil. So, second most traded commodity in the world after oil. Um, obviously, it's found in coffee, but it can also be found in dark chocolate, ice cream, teas. Even your decaf coffee can still be up to um, fifteen to thirty percent of the amount of caffeine as a normal coffee normal cup yeah. of coffee anyway um but it was until 2004 still um a banned substance by the world anti-doping agency what completely yes caffeine wow. was a banned substance and uh so much so that if you had like i think it was about three cups of coffee you could test positive um But the problem was that so many athletes were drinking coffee and the, you know, discrepancy of what's a big coffee, what's a small coffee. You can still have a little bit, but not too much. And they got so many positive results. They thought, you know what, scrap it. There was too much um, coming through. So they took it out off the list of banned substances in 2004. And really funny story is actually after that, the caffeine levels in the the water urine test decreased in almost all sports after they took it off the banned substance list. So you might think that athletes were thinking, well, actually, if it's not banned, then there's no point in taking it. It doesn't give us an effect. Um, But there have been decades and decades of studies that show that it does help sprint performance and it improves your overall endurance in activities lasting up to – two hours or so because you're taking exactly you taking that caffeine gel for that 75 minute block back up the up the track into a headwind
0: 45 please give (laughs) me some kudos (laughs) here please (laughs) i
1: said 75 75. unbelievable okay um yeah and then also there's increasing evidence that it helps in resistance exercise like weightlifting and things Mm. um and then i got down a rabbit hole i read started reading some studies by a guy called terry grimm Who's apparently the world's leading caffeine researcher? What a job. Wow. Um, and his current theory is that caffeine affects how much your muscle fibers contract at a cellular level. So it makes each fiber um, contract more strongly when it receives the signal from the nervous system. But then the caveat, apparently, he says, is that caffeine is not the same as coffee. And he did the world's first study looking at comparing a caffeine, a pure caffeine pill with um, like a coffee pill, if you like, in a lab scenario. And they find that the only performance boost was from the caffeine pill and not from the coffee. The, the, there was a huge difference in the performance. The, the caffeine pill gave a huge performance increase where the coffee didn't as such.
0: What, like um, for like
1: caffeine amounts? It was, yeah, like for like caffeine amounts, but they were just looking at the, the, the impact of the caffeine. So he reckons, that coffee is a complex mix of bioactive ingredients. And so far it's harder, therefore, sorry, it's harder to nail down um, what gives you that performance boost when you have a black coffee versus the pure caffeine pill. Mm. Um, yeah, so anyway, pure caffeine, if you like your caffeine gel would be pure caffeine form, I imagine.
0: Yes, plus a good amount of sugar.
1: Plus a good amount of sugar, plus a double espresso. There'll be caffeine from that, and whatever ingredients are in your your double espresso that create a performance enhancing boost. And then, boof, full gas. (laughs) Full
0: gas. Yeah, yeah. I think should they take it? Well, if yeah, if if you can handle it, like I think you're probably the same as me, mate. I we could I could drink three double espressos back to back and function perfectly normal. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I drink. Basically, the first half of my day is as many coffees as I can drink before 12, and then I don't drink any after 12, but I go <laughs> I hammer it and I can function absolutely fine. Yeah. Whereas I know some people can have like a sip of coffee and, and immediately have the jitters or need to go to the bathroom quickly, or as well, it depends how you're having it. Like we drink black coffee, and so in there is only coffee. Whereas some people drink coffee with two sugars or a load of milk, and it's not really coffee anymore. It's like a sugary lactose bomb.
1: Yeah, full of fat. <laughs> yeah, full of fat. So,
0: if you yeah. if you're having coffee and you can handle it okay, and you feel good exercising, then yeah, it's definitely going to help enhance your performance on harder, high intensity things, or your focus over longer, you know, up to two hours, like you said. If um, if they can't, but they can handle like pure caffeine, like taking a, um, a caffeine pill or I don't know how else you get caffeine in. It. Well, a caffeine gel maybe. Yeah. Um, then, yeah.
1: Probably, probably I a, a sports that product well. that has caffeine in it, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. A lot like some bars have caffeine in them as well.
1: Hmm. It'd be interesting to see if we could get our hands on some caffeine pills.
0: Make their easy. Pro
1: Plus. Yeah. They're in supermarkets, and chemists and things. Right. That's right, that's right, yeah. Um, actually, on that, because ProPass is marketed as a product to try and keep you awake, isn't it? Mm. So what I would say to is Ali that asked the question, if you're going to train in the evening, don't do, do it. your training session with coffee. Um, no. Because coffee, well, it has a half-life, doesn't it? So it takes... Six hours. say six hours for 50% of the caffeine to leave your system and for your mm. liver to process it and to break it down. And it also, what does it do? It blocks, um, what's this receptor? Is it adenosine? For what now? For sleeping. It switches off mm. the brain receptors or the, the sleep signal of adenosine.
0: Melatonin is for sleeping. Don't know, let's stay in our lane.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to the sleep, uh, the sleep podcast the other day and he talked about that. Matthew Walker, let us know. That's what it is. You get it. I know what it is. I've got the term. It's a caffeine crash. That's what it is. So um, sleep pressure is a chemical in your brain that builds up from the moment you wake up until the moment that you, it, it builds up and it builds up and it builds up. And it gets to a point where at its peak concentration, it makes you feel super sleepy. And caffeine blocks your brain's receptors to process that feeling. And what happens then is when the caffeine wears off the, all this, this chemical has built up so much that you get a huge caffeine crash and your body just goes into like, oh my God, I want to sleep right now. So if you have too much coffee and it wears off, bang, you get that caffeine crash.
0: Too much coffee, too much problem.
1: Exactly.
0: Good, I reckon we answered that. I
1: think so. What's we'll the uh, next one? Yeah,
0: definitely avoid if you're an evening runner.
1: Yeah. Oh, this one, this next question is a really good one. Um, I'm going to put it to you, Tom Walker, because you are the king of run strong, which has a huge section of mobility. Um, and the question is, it's actually from one of our project DXB athletes and it is, should you do mobility work directly before a run or after a run?
0: Whoa. What about both? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, I, I definitely recommend that. So, you're going to have like individual needs for your body. Each body is different. Some might have more tight ankles or tight calves. Or others might have tighter hips, tighter glutes. You might have both. Um, so, your mobility needs will differ um, depending on you as a, as a person and your body. So, I would always recommend doing some form of dynamic warm up before you go for a run. That might be five minutes worth of some run drills, uh, you know, walking. Uh, hug knee hugs um, quad stretch high up you can do some twist stuff uh, loads of different things but you want to make sure it's dynamic and that you're using your body more as a as a whole form so as you're um, warming up your whole body's warming up together not just piece by piece Mm -hmm. um, because then you're just being way more efficient doing it that way you can do piece by piece if you've got like half an hour to kill before you're going to go for your run you could start from your you know, feet up or neck down, um, but there's definitely better bang for your buck and some like three to four movements out there that can really get you feeling warm in, in about five minutes. The other thing to that is if you have areas that need special attention, then it's worth just putting like eight to 10 minutes into that area before you go for a run. So the most common one I probably see is like, tight calves, I'd say, or, or tight, um, or lack of mobility around the ankle joints. So doing something like, uh, rolling a ball under your foot and then foam on your calves, then some neater wall, and then some single leg hops, like stability work, um, is definitely going to be a good idea before you go for your run session. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, if running tends to tighten you up a little bit and make you tighter around a joint. Which is what we want to be mobile. So you, you mobilize joints and you um make your muscles more flexible. So that's the difference between mobility and flexibility. Mobility is more of a range um, of motion around joints, and flexibility is how far your muscles can stretch. Post-session, I probably look to be more of a, a flexibility type of um of movement. Some people love static stretching after a run, some people think it doesn't work. Uh, Definitely don't do it before you run, but I think static stretching post run is fine if you feel like it helps you recover faster. Um, and you can do, you could even sort of do your mobility um, warm up as a bit of a cool down post run as well. And just do everything a little bit slower, do everything with a little bit less intent, and make sure you're taking nice deep breaths as you're cooling down and going through your stretches and things. But yes, you should definitely have a pre-run routine and a, and a post-run routine to get done. And one thing I say time and time and again is if you can do 20 minutes six times a week, that's two hours of mobility and flexibility of your week. And that mm-hmm. could be a 10-minute pre-run and a 10-minute post-run. That's your 20 minutes of the day. Bingo.
1: Perfect. I uh, actually was speaking to a physio about this on... Thursday. And I, I was asking, what's the most common running related issue that you see in your physio room? And he said, Achilles. And then I said, well, where would you rank? What would you say is the most important thing for runners to keep them out of your room? And he said, a little bit of full body mobility, not one of the guns, not a foam roller, not a massage ball, but getting up and doing some mobility exercises. That would be the key one. And he said, and if they don't do that, then foam rolling or a massage gun, but full body movement is the best mobility. Have you got a favorite move at the moment, mate? I love knee to wall. It's dead simple, knee Knee to to wall, wall. and I love rolling my feet. Classic. Rolling my feet with a hockey ball because it's like, you know, I I said, it's a caveat. We always just say, oh, you can sit and do it whilst you're watching Netflix. I was sitting, watching, finally, the David Attenborough documentary. Oh, yeah. With a hockey ball under my feet.
0: How depressed were you watching the first half of that documentary?
1: So depressed.
0: Yeah, I nearly just was like, okay, well, what's the point?
1: I was like, yeah. What's the point, David? I wanted to look at loads of nice animals doing cool stuff, not know that basically in 10 years, life as we know it now is going to be gone. Yeah, we're fucked. Yeah, basically.
0: And then he pulls it around, but it's still lingering I was, in my head. I, the I didn't have
1: time to watch. I have to block up, you know, I only have an hour window to watch. So I haven't watched the whole thing yet. So mm. I went to bed feeling pretty depressed, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like- <laughs> I, have a, I discovered a new, a new move. It's like you go into a glute bridge with your shoulders down on the floor. And then when you're in the glute bridge, you take your arm and you stretch it up and across yourself. Ooh. So, like, you, you basically aim to reach your hand as far back as you can, but over the opposite side of your body. Yeah. Like a crab reach, but you're in a glute bridge. And, oh, it feels so good. Like, I get so tight in my, like, spine, T-spine and hips area. And this just, you feel your whole spine just click all the way down and it's loosen Ooh. right off. And it rolls the other shoulder as well because you shift over onto your, on, so yeah. you're doing your right arm. You shift onto your left side so you get a nice bit of, shoulder stretch and then you lift up and it's stretching all through your intercostal ribs your spine's getting a stretch out and you're also firing up your glutes because you're doing a, so glute, a bridge. glute
1: bridge is it du- a double leg or single leg glute bridge
0: double yeah,
1: yeah double, double leg glute bridge into an overhead reach reach across your, across opposite your body side. yeah interesting i'll give that a go after this yeah kind of knock yourself out <laughs> next question fueling uh, fueling you love a fueling question i feel like um, i've answered every fueling question ever <laughs> so this asked. is a good one so he um he wants to know should i fuel early morning before my run so we you know this is a group run session so perhaps they're starting at 6 a.m or maybe even earlier um should i fuel before an easy session versus before a track session what are your suggestions or thoughts? I don't really know how to feel for these early morning sessions. So I guess what he's thinking as most people, if you're trying to make it to a track session that starts at 5.50 in the morning, maybe you're getting up at 5 a.m. or maybe even earlier, there's not enough time really to smash a breakfast, let it settle and then go for your run. So what, or even run fasted, what, what would you suggest? I give him an answer for this.
0: I think for early mornings, your fueling starts the day before. Yes. So you should be thinking what you've got the next day and how you're fueling or what you're eating for your lunch and dinner the day before. Yeah. If it's a hard session, then a few more carbohydrates in your evening meal to make sure your glycogen stores are topped up, ready to go in the morning. And then you could use something that helps to mobilize Carbohydrate or glycogen into the bloodstream in the morning, such as caffeine or coffee, which we just talked about, um, or possibly just something like something fluid based carbohydrate, so like a a hydration mix from secret training or a little bit of fruit juice, something like that that just kicks a little bit more um, sugar into your bloodstream and helps you access to your glycogen stores for when you start going yeah that would be. Probably the best way. I think otherwise you're going to have to wake up two hours before, eat something small. You might not feel too comfortable in your stomach. So certainly for me, I just take, I have about 500 mils of water and uh, and I drink a coffee and then I'm good to go. Maybe a banana you could have before That's a, Yeah. you feel like you need to eat. But really, if you have a good dinner and you're solid from the from the evening before, then and, and the session's gonna be like maximum one hour, even if it is like a track session, max one hour, then you'll, you'll have more than enough energy stores and uh, liver glycogen to, to work through before you bonk.
1: Yeah, you'd have to be doing something, unless you're supposing ketosis or you're not had enough carbohydrate throughout the day before, you're gonna be very hard pushed to run out of um, carbohydrate stores in a one hour speed session.
0: Yeah, you've got anywhere from about 1,000 to 2,000 calories of stored glycogen in your body. So, yeah, you're going to have to, to do a 1,000 calorie in an hour of running.
1: Ooh.
0: Absolute party time.
1: Love to love to know what that session looks like.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep. I don't know awesome. what it would look like. What about versus – so that's for a speed session. What would you say for, uh, like, an easy aerobic session then?
0: Yeah, definitely, probably the same answer, mate, to be honest. Um, again, depending on what you want to achieve from it, but there is some evidence out there that training on low carbohydrates makes your fat burning um, better, more efficient. So then you would have to make sure that your day before was easy and then you, you had a low amount of carbohydrates the day before and you woke up with um, like a low resting blood sugar and yeah, you – you basically rode or run a, a very easy aerobic pace to make sure that you're not having to access um, predominantly glycogen stores. You're accessing your, your fat mass that you're allowed to, to burn via the oxidative system. Um, the problem I see with that is people normally work a little bit harder than they should be, um, whether it's the day before or whether it's on the day. And they're probably accessing a little bit more glycogen than they realize, but they don't recover with it because they're on this like low carb kick. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're doing it well, if, you're, if, you're, if you've got your fueling under control and you have got a nice easy run the next morning quite early, then again, you should be able to just wake up, a little bit of water, get out the door, go and do it. But then really important in both scenarios that you you have your refueling ready to go. So once you're finished, you immediately take on some protein and carbohydrates to make sure that you're giving your body the best chance to recover and regrow, um, for the day ahead.
1: Yep. Lovely. I think that's very well answered. Sweet. <laughs> and then <laughs> the last one or another question. Yes. Last question. So why do I find it hard to keep running? <laughs> A track session is fine, but for my easier long sessions, I just keep stopping and it's not my legs. (laughs) Do you know who this came from? We should name and shame. You told me, yeah. Nira. Nira. One of our heroes, to be fair. One of our
0: our absolute rock stars who takes all the pictures for us.
1: Yeah, and also complains that our podcast picture is always you looking fantastic and the rest of us looking terrible.
0: I appreciate it. She said I look fantastic, though. <laughs> Thank you, Nira.
1: Christmas coming soon. <laughs> so it'd be interesting to get your take on this because I told her that if you're, I know I've seen her run. I know she can hold a good pace for an interval session. Um, granted, it does have rest recovery in there, but the reason I think that she keeps stopping and it's not her legs is that she's finding it hard to, um, for want of a better word, be mentally tough.
0: Oh, I have a similar answer. I do have a similar answer. I think number one is maybe you're not giving like run easier at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then maybe mentally you'll find it a little bit easier. But from from a few years of experience of coaching, and actually near, I think it was a twenty second birthday on. It was, yeah. On the three just gone, right? So she's young. She's very young. From my experience of coaching younger athletes, I actually think they have a hard time being present in okay. endurance sessions. And that comes from, you know, they're always on their phone or have something to distract them. And when running, if you're not present it feels horrible cuz you're thinking completely of other things and there's not much you can do about it while you know while you're running you can't really you know go on it well some people manage it i don't know how but go on instagram answer emails or answer whatsapps blah 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 and i think some of it comes down to making sure that before you go for your run cuz running should be your hobby which for me for it is it should be something you enjoy it's like your you're part of your day that's for you and only for you, and it's all for the goodness of your health and well-being. And you should be able to shut down your laptop or close your phone or whatever it is that you've been doing and be able to just switch off and go and enjoy your own company or someone else's company of a running buddy while you're running for whatever it is, that 40, 50, 60, 70 odd minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very Easy in this day and age, to to not do that, and I definitely feel this in myself. Um, as sort of longer sessions come back for me, it's like okay, ninety minute run, and I'll spend the time on that run. If I've not completed things in my day, thinking about what I've not done yet, and almost feeling like I need to go back and and sort that out. And if if you haven't sorted it out before, you'll only just be thinking about it while you are running. So then you just sort of think, oh, well, I'll stop. So I can sort that. That's my thoughts on it, mate.
1: Yeah. I also would add in to that, do you have, or why are you running? Like you said, is it running for the goodness of your health and your wellness? Or are you running for a particular goal on a set date? So if you don't have a goal, then perhaps you might find it quite hard to be motivated. What is your driving factor to continue running and not to stop?
0: What's yeah. going to make
1: you do that extra rep or to hit that target pace or to X, Y, Z? Um, you know we, we're very goal-driven people, so we know that we want to hit that rep to achieve the goal, which is eventually, I don't know, age group, Kona, um, an ultra podium, whatever it might be. Mm. If you don't have that that goal in mind, then why what's stopping you from stopping?
0: Yeah. We we've also had a ton of practice at this, mate. Like, yeah, it's easy for us to say, but like I felt it a little bit coming back now from this injury. Is my all my running is just easy? Mm. Like, it's like fifty minutes here, easy. Forty minutes here, easy. Like it's got no structure to it. So it's literally just go out and run. Yeah. But now I like I, it's my thinking time. I have I think about it. I think about actually how I'm running. I think about it's, it's a good time for me to just decompress and and think a little bit more like I can I can solve puzzles better in my head I can I I almost like have an app store in my head that I'm like pulling different things from and like remembering information and then doing that and but not while I could I don't run with earphones I don't run with much tech whatsoever so it's almost like a memory game and then and then I sometimes I get in and I just start writing lists of things to so I don't forget (laughs) But it's, it's just having that inner like in a monologue that you're okay dealing with and being able to like have a conversation with yourself because that's what you're doing if you're running on your own for a long run you're just yeah you're just talking to yourself basically with inside your own your own head and if you start thinking of negative thoughts I always say to people try and reframe it and think if you had a friend if your best mate was talking to you like this how would you chat to them and start chatting back to yourself in your head the same way so it's like oh I feel tired this is shit blah 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 like hang on a minute like you wanted to do this you know like you said mate where's your why um Mm -hmm. it's not shit you're getting better you're going to be better than you are next week than you are this week um you know it's going to feel really good at the end once you've finished it like you know your legs aren't actually feeling that bad like she says it's not my legs like your legs are actually fine so it's all in your mind so just start talking to yourself a little bit nicer and, and help yourself to get through it rather than just going down a negative thought pattern and wanting to distract your mind by stopping and doing something else.
1: Perfect.
0: I would say that. I don't think
1: I can add any more to that.
0: Probably a bit more psychologically deep than she expected. Yeah.
1: <laughs> have to make sure she listens.
0: Yeah. And, and also on that, if you are struggling with a long, easy runs, break them down a bit more. So do three 30-minute um, easy runs in your week rather than one 90-minute easy long run. Mm-hmm. Like set yourself up to win.
1: Yeah, I would say that if you always, another one here, I always see people running exactly the same route at exactly the same time. And that's mm-hmm. monotonous. And to be honest, effing boring. <laughs> so yeah. go and explore Even if Even if you always run on the beach track, jump 30 meters in, onto the road or onto the side of beach road and run up the. Don't the, jump. The don't jump in the road. There. No, don't jump up on the road. There's <laughs> a running path or a walking path. along Yeah, there. it's lovely. Um, go around the springs. There's a, a 15K loop around the springs. Go explore and try somewhere new. Go to JVC and try and find your way out. Try, Yeah, try. Try all you want. Don't uh, get stuck I mean, in the sand. And, and, you know, if you go and run somewhere new, time can fly by. You're just getting new stimulus and new senses, new sounds, new smells. Um, Completely. Completely. Yeah.
0: What do you do, mate? You, you run a lot in the same place and, and I do now, actually. How do you deal with that monotony of going for a run?
1: Um, you know what? I, this happened to me the other day. Is I cannot face running. I knew exactly the route that I was going to run. I actually know to the point now when my, my warm-up block will end and when the intervals start. <laughs> Um, so, do you know what I did? I just ran the opposite direction, so I ran a reverse mm. loop, and it felt completely different. Yeah. So, just something simple like that. And I've been um, running instead of running off the road, if that makes sense, in and around the lakes. I've been running next to the road, next to the cars now, just for a bit of a change as well, and that mixes it up. To add a bit of danger to your life. A bit of danger, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think a change of route can really switch things around and. Also be mindful of what you're thinking. So for me now I've been moved house and living where I am for the past month and a bit. Like, yeah, it's getting monotonous going for the same run and I'm running pretty much every day now as well, but I recognize it. So it's like, okay, I've got to run later. Like today I have a 40 minute run to finish the day off. And I already know I'm going to run out the house, turn left, run around the back, and then run around the track. And it's like, yeah, I'm really not I'm, not I'm not looking forward to it. However, three weeks ago, I couldn't really run. And all I wanted to do was go for a run. So actually I'm really, really thankful that I can just go for a run. And also it's like, okay, your brain starting to get bored of this. Let's like, there's your challenge. Like you don't want to do it and your brain's bored of the route. Let's go and do it and like beat your brain you know make, <laughs> make it into a competition like oh you don't want to run that route well guess what we're going to go and run that route like it's the same with our kudra i always try and think as i'm riding up the stick which way would i like to go and then i go the opposite way just to, almost to like piss my brain off yeah. <laughs> like expect the unexpected type thing
1: well i cycled the wrong way whenever we went out for our friday ride i had to go back and find heidi and hannah yeah and, uh, i was a little bit late actually because i went into the headwind which was carnage yeah. but I, was like, I haven't cycled in this direction and this section for years i don't think yeah i always go the same way yeah you always turn left and it was lovely
0: <laughs> yeah it's nice it's a mix-up it's good to have so yeah hopefully that helps
1: good and i don't think have you got any other questions that's all i had question no. wise Perfect. you were the- question master today that was the, those are the good ones we had some stupid ones that i just don't put in go on what's the worst stupid one um would you like to get some organic growth with your instagram
0: i'm glad you said instagram <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say stash
1: or other appendages yes oh well that's not really a question
0: well i guess it is a question uh, i just put really no no
1: yeah, Sometimes you. I
0: like to converse with them. However. I know, me too. What's going on this weekend? This ah, Under, week,
1: Armor Under Armour event. Under Armour events We are all Not judging, running. head judging, organizing, coordinating. I'm a chief
0: of unhelpfulness.
1: <laughs> I am judge master of judges. That's how I call myself.
0: Judge Judy. That's what I will be calling you <laughs> all Friday. <laughs> From 6.30 a.m. to 7.00 p.m., you will be getting heckled judge duty.
1: (laughs) Judge manager is what I am. What I do like is that you and Rob Foster, probably one of the skinniest men in the world, um, are in charge of the final, if you like, athlete pen before they go onto the floor. So any final last minute nervous questions about CrossFit, Rob Foster is going to (laughs) ask.
0: That's why I've labelled as the chief of unhelpfulness. Yeah, Because, yeah, if you're going to ask his questions based on CrossFit on the weekend, you're going to get some ridiculous answer.
1: And I quote Rob Foster saying, snatch is basically just like uh, an overhead push-up, right?
0: <laughs> an overhead push-up? I don't think I've ever heard that term said before.
1: I think it's like a shoulder
0: press, I think it was what he meant. <laughs> I'm worried about losing you in the sand, to be honest. Have to keep like I'm going to attach a flag on him like the four by four guys do to their cars so they can see them coming over the sand dunes. That's what I'm going to have on him so I can keep an eye on out where he is. So yeah, so that's Friday and then Saturday we'll probably trail run, yes, Saturday,
1: isn't it? There is an Endurance Group trail run on Saturday,
0: and there's also Project DXB Workshop Number One.
1: Oh yes,
0: yours truly leading it. We'll, yeah, we'll be learning. Uh, basically
1: run strong excellent 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 what else have we got coming up in the calendar soon we have a few more races and events coming up where there's going to be huge endurance participation so if you're at an event and you see us come and say hi come and wave give us a wave give us a wave yeah. a social distance fist bump and oh,
0: uh christmas we'll and jump. that's
1: it yeah back
0: to Jebel jace and then yeah then christmas is here mate i mean we've got to do something Fun for around
1: then. Not sure what yet. Are you sure gonna write could. another fantastic uh track Tuesday Christmas session? Yeah, I reckon. I remember last year's was absolute carnage.
0: Maybe I'll just pull that one back out. Twelve days
1: of and Christmas, isn't it? It was it was winter's that turned up still half cut. I think was throwing up at the side of the
0: track. was he I don't remember that
1: I ran with him because I couldn't keep up any pace because I was in a full Santa suit and overheated on the first rep ah yeah
0: ah actually looking forward to Christmas here this year because not many people will be traveling so it's going to be a full-ass Christmas
1: it'll be really
0: fun yeah nice right that's show 57 if you have any guests you'd like to suggest for us or you want to be a guest and come on and chat to us you can do we are definitely taking them now for the Uh, next month and a half as this year closes out and if you want to write into us you can do endurance at innerfight.com if you want to contact rob jones directly rj at innerfight.com or rob jones endurance on instagram to get hold of me it's tw at innerfight.com or tom walker fitness on instagram we will be back next week if you have any questions also just write in on those addresses
1: and that's it mate Yes, go and have many performance enhancing beverages and have a lovely day. <laughs> See ya.